0: Hello everybody, my name is Drake Pittman, and this is Pass the Jar. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today we have a couple of special guests in here with us. They are the owners and operators of BlackRock Bistro, Greg and Lindsey Kilgore. Welcome guys.
1: Hey, how are you? What's going on? I'm
0: doing well. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for coming. I I really, really appreciate this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it we was, are
1: happy to be here.
0: I'm, I'm so glad. That, that means a lot to me. Because okay. I'm always happy to be at your place. So to have you over here at mine is pretty awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, one at a time, or tell us your couple story, either one, whichever okay. you choose to do.
1: Um, well, so, uh, I'm Lindsay Kilgore, and um, I got started, I guess, cooking when I was in high school. Um, I started cooking with my parents, like with my mom in the kitchen, you know, and my grandmother, but then I got really interested in it in high school uh, when I took uh, a course, like a home economics kind of course, of all things. And uh, I guess that was the first time I ever realized that I could do this for a living and make money doing (laughs) it (laughs) and it not just be a hobby. So um, I was really interested. I ended up going to UAB because I wasn't sure still that that's what I wanted to do. But um, after about a year at UAB with a marketing degree, I was looking towards, I thought, "Eh, I don't think this is for me. So I went to culinary school and... Kind of the rest is hidden is history, you know. We kind of started cooking from there and working at different places. And
2: yeah, um, I I actually you know it's kind of a weird start for me getting in culinary business. I was in the convenience store business, I owned and operated convenience stores, and kind of got to a point in that career where I was just burnt out and just not happy and not creative and just looking for something different. And also attended culinary, art and it was kind of weird the way we met. Is my class, it took a um, field trip, per se, to a restaurant called Fire over in Crestline Village, and a uh, chef by the name of Danny Lasseter, uh, who had trained Commander's Palace, had opened up St. John's in Chattanooga, really awesome chef, it just really blew me away, and so had no kitchen experience whatsoever, okay, I'm in like a 120 class, I've never been, i actually really in a commercial kitchen, and uh, so we, we eat with him, and we leave, and I'm like, it's just, uh, I've, got, I've got to be in this kitchen. Like, I keep telling myself, I've got to get back to this kitchen. This is where I need to be. So I called the guy, and I was like, hey, look, you know, um, I need to be in the kitchen. I want to work here, and he's like, I'm not looking for anybody right now. I'm like, I'm not asking you to pay. I'm asking you just to come work. And he's like, well, you can't really turn that down. So uh, that's how I got started cooking, and, and the funny thing is, is Lindsay had started, I think maybe a week before me, two weeks before me there, and really was an awesome experience for both of us because we had this chef who was patient enough but yet talented enough to teach us and the, the rights and wrongs and make us do it the right way. I mean, he was really hard and hard-nosed, and it was basically like Hell's Kitchen every day. I mean, on the <laughs> we had Gordon Ramsay as a, as a you know a chef instructor.
1: But he it, taught us a lot. He really did. He taught us, I mean so much. And, uh, he taught us how to be tough also (laughs) and taught us how to, um, you know, do it the right way. Like Greg said.
0: So you feel like that translates pretty well into running your own place now?
1: Uh, Absolutely. I learned, we learned a lot from him, not just in cooking. Uh, we learned a lot about running a business, learned a lot about like he's doing it the right way, making sure, you know, and treating your employees and, um, you know, taking care of things. And, and, and
2: taking, taking time to do things, like Lindsay said, the right way. I mean, no, there's no shortcuts in doing things any way. And you, and you should do everything with excellence in life. And that's kind of the way we approach it. And with running our business and with the food, you know, if I want to do it, we're going to do it right. You know, we're going to do the best. It's like right before we come here, we were, you know, shopping out fish for the week. And it's, you know, it's really fun every week to find out what fish. It's going to be red grouper this week, by the way, and uh, really awesome, <laughs> awesome fish. But uh, it's just one of the things that we do. We try to approach everything in that that situation. And we learned a lot of that from him.
0: So, you moved around. What was your... Where did y'all move to to actually, like, where you kind of buried your head into the business?
2: I I left FIRE after working there for almost, what, three years, I think? Two and a half, Mm -hmm. three years. I left FIRE and moved and and worked at Bottega, over French State And... uh, Learned a lot. I mean, I'm I'm on this, and I was working, like, lunch shifts here, and I was working brunch. I was working three jobs. I
1: mean, like... He was working everywhere. <laughs>
2: then. I mean, I had, like, a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday afternoon off, and that was it. Yeah. You know? so that's I, I why I'm kind of less than sympathetic sometimes. I'm kind of a hard-nose. I'm like, look, I work, you know, 100 hours a week. I, I'm asking you to work 50. So, I mean, I learned a lot at Bottega. I learned a lot about extremely fine dining when I worked at Bottega. I learned a lot about the value of ingredients and, and the quality, super quality, and From a chef that was so very passionate about food and worked there for almost a year. Then we decided we're going to New Orleans. That's where where we're going. That's where we're going. That's where we need to be.
1: Up and left town and moved to New Orleans. And uh, we just wanted something different. You know, we wanted a different environment, uh, you know, different style of cooking. You know, while at Fire, we did cook a lot of Creole cuisine. We still had never... I mean, I'd never left the state to live anywhere else, and neither had he. So um, we just felt like it would be a great experience for us. Give us some life experience <clears throat> and some cooking experience.
0: It's into one of the best food cities in the United oh, States, absolutely. if not the world, on top of that.
1: Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, There's like, all kinds of opportunities to learn in New Orleans and all kinds of different cuisine, really, truly.
2: We, we had a pretty sweet deal when we went down. Unfortunately, we didn't look at the dates, and we tried to move to New Orleans and get a job. Deer and Mardi Gras, which, in case you've ever been to Mardi Gras, it's insane. It's I mean, you can't get anywhere. The world's
1: worst time to yeah. try and do that.
2: <laughs> but, but our chef, being the head had worked at Commanders, you know, all these previous line cooks, they have recently moved away, and they're they executive chefs and chef de cuisines all over New Orleans. So we had some really awesome job interviews. You know, we got to meet some we got to sit in Commander's Palace, you know, executive kitchen, you know, the little VIP table, yeah. and get fed brunch and get offered jobs. I mean, which was, was awesome, you know yeah. I mean? Like, we're here we are, and we had one chef. They were I,
1: pretty upset when we didn't take them. Yeah, they were. Oh, no. They, they were. <laughs> the thing is, is that, you know, it's no, it was nothing personal. We wanted to work there, but at the same time, we wanted to work in a kitchen where we could learn all aspects of the kitchen. Yeah. That place is so big. Unfortunately, it was just going to be like one thing, cooking one thing every day, all day. And we had kind of moved past that. You know, we weren't, well, that's not what we were looking for. So.
2: Yeah, I landed, I landed a job at um, La Petite Grocery with a chef named uh, Anton Schulte, and it was just an incredible kitchen to be in. It was a hot kitchen at the time. I mean, it was, every night we had, you know, food and wine, gourmet, Washington, probably everybody was there. New York Times was there doing stories on us. It was a happening kitchen. And Lindsay landing in a really cool old school kitchen in the in the quarter. She landed Bayona with the Chef Chef suit and spicer, which was awesome, you know. But she didn't like it. She wasn't happy there.
1: No, I, I really, for one, working in the quarter every night, you know, for one, paying to park um, and then walking through the quarter late at night by myself. And then I'm walking into a place that I basically, it was kind of like, um, doing the same thing. Just, you know, every day, same thing, vegetables, yeah. vegetables, vegetables. I'm cooking broccolini. I'm cooking green beans and I'm touching every plate, but that's all I'm doing. So I really didn't feel like I was learning a whole lot there. So when an um, opportunity opened up at the kitchen that he was working in at La Petite Grocery, uh, I jumped on the chance to to move to that place. Because they were doing some really cool stuff over there, and he, the chef Anton, he was letting them, you know, explore, letting them do it, and actually letting them be hands-on with the cooking. Whereas, you know, Susan Spicer, while it was a very professional environment, it was just much more micromanaged, you sure. know. So,
2: <clears throat> yeah, one, the fu- great one of the funny things is, on a side note, that uh, one of the guys we cooked with when we were there was a young line cook named Justin Deviere. Justin was a, you know. He's a Cajun. You hear the name, Deviere. He's definitely Cajun. And he was really young and green. And uh, the thing is, is he has now won two James Beard Awards and has just really blown up in the last four years in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He, he took over the reins of La Petite and our chef moved on and opened another restaurant called uh, Bistro Daisy and uh, named after his daughter. But Justin is it's really funny, like we're all line cooks. We're all young line cooks, you know, drinking beer every night after work, you <laughs> know, just t- being typical New Orleans, <coughs> having a ball and then I look at this guy's running two restaurants and he just won James Beard Award, best chef of the South. Really? So, pretty awesome. Yeah. Has uh
0: Frank Stitt that, won that before?
2: Frank Stitt just won. Um he's been nominated about ten thousand times, but he finally won and it uh, was well deserved. The guy's just one of the most Frank's one of the most passionate, talented chefs ever. He took Frank took a really liking to me. I got hired in a boutique on the main dining room site which is kind of not the norm. Normally they make you work on the cafe side for like two, three years before they'll move you to the main dining room site and uh, I pissed off a lot of people because <laughs> I kind of skipped that step and uh, Frank took up with me because he's a Coleman County country boy. I'm from Walker County. We had very similar childhoods. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about shelling peas and picking peas. I mean all of my upbringings and his was very parallel, and so we had that in common. So me and Frank would oftentimes at the end of the night, me and him would be outside, you know, telling war stories, if you will, of <laughs> childhood. And but I, I learned a lot. He's just such a talented, such a passionate man, and he's well deserving.
0: So you've had several influential people in oh, the absolutely. culinary world rub off on oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yes. You know, and we've been very blessed to, to work with some really talented, amazing chefs.
2: You know, and it's so funny how you see trends now of farm to table, farm to table. You say that all the time. And us southern country people grew up with farm to table before that was even thought about being yeah. popular. I mean, I've shelled so many beans and I mean, more than you can, and, and shelled corn and everything to. And canned and preserved, and before that was even cool. Yeah, and now it's the trend, and it's it's the cool thing to do right now. It's, it's, just fun. it's the hipster thing. It is. That's it's, right. It's that's the right. Way. And I'm like, it's, people have been doing this for years.
0: Yeah, we busted our ass doing it for exactly. years on years, and mm-hmm. now it wasn't It, now fun. it was cool.
2: Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> fun back then. But but chefs are realizing that now, and you know, and going going back to their roots, and then some of the, my favorite chefs do that. You know what? Like, one of our favorite chefs in New Orleans, hey, we're going to New Orleans in a couple of weeks for our birthday, we kind of share a birthday month in March. And nice. uh, my birthday was yesterday, Lynch is the 22nd. And yeah. uh, we like
3: to
1: travel. We like, Instead of buying gifts, that's what we do. We just go <laughs> and have a weekend somewhere to so eat if, and eat, drink, and hang out.
2: <laughs> it'll, it'll be an awesome, awesome weekend. So a lot of eating. And, but one of our favorite restaurants in New Orleans is uh, Cochon and uh, Chef Link. And he's, I tell everyone, people call us all the time or send me messages or emails like, Going to New Orleans for where I got to go. And I, I can give you 30 restaurants, but if you don't go to any of them, go to Koshan. Go to Koshan. Go to Koshan Butcher. They're right next door to each other. It's the best. It's, I mean, he's the real deal. He's old school Acadian, and it's just, he's throwing it down real. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, it's incredible. So when people
2: do it, and they come, they're like, you're right. I mean, well, this place was good, but but Koshan was legit. I'm like, it, always.
0: That's always one of the places that gets, you know, recommended to me when we go, because I love New Orleans as well. So, I've never actually been. You know, it's, it's, there's one little hole in the wall. It's over toward uh, Metairie. It's called mm-hmm. TikTok Cafe. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's yes. my favorite spot for yeah. like the hangover breakfast. Yes. yes. So, so I'm sure you've had several of those hangover breakfasts absolutely. in New Orleans oh, yeah, absolutely. as well.
2: There's, there's when we were at when we were working at La Petite, our our sous chef kept talking about this place, Snake and Jakes. You ever heard of Snake and Jacks? Oh yeah, you got to go to Snake and Jacks. I'm like, New Orleans is different. And I tell people New Orleans is such a different vibe, and so we leave one night. He's like, "We're going tonight." I'm like, "All right, we're down." So we follow, and we're like in a really nice neighborhood up in the Garden District, okay? And we, I'm like, "You think you're lost?" You know, because they're like million dollar homes. And so we park, we walk through a backyard, and there's a garage bar in this backyard, and it's kind of grandfathered in. Yeah, liquor. The most
1: random place you could find a bar. Straight
2: liquor. <laughs> Beer. That's it. There's no mixers. You're not getting cocktails. You're barely getting ice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the ceiling's like six um, feet tall because it's a you know garage. But so it's, it's New Orleans. That, yeah. That's what New Orleans is. Well, later, I mean, years later, I see it on the uh, no reservations Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain goes there. And apparently, I didn't know this, but if you show up naked, you drink for free. Yeah. So you knock on the door, you're butt naked, <laughs> and you're drinking for free. So we paid that night. We didn't. I, yeah. didn't. Yeah.
3: We, we did exactly.
2: But I thought was, that's just typical New Orleans. That's just that's Absolutely. the city.
0: We come from Walker County. It'd be okay to take your clothes off because I mean,
2: absolutely. Yeah. You know <laughs> that's mean, natural. I mean, back then we were so poor. I mean, free drinks. I probably would have done. It. Probably <laughs> if so,
1: I'd uh, known.
0: Which the, they got a good deal on hand grenades these days. So exactly. I, you know, I had two of those and it ruined my whole day. Yeah, You have to be careful down there. <laughs> I, I careful just, down there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people people don't pace themselves, and you're like, it's one o'clock and you're hammered. I yeah. mean, yeah. like you, this you night's got to go
0: on. You falling
1: sp- down and it's too early for yeah. that. <laughs>
0: takes me back to college. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, when you were in New Orleans, you knew, when did it come to your heads that you wanted to be your own bosses?
1: Um, it really didn't, to no. be honest. Not no. when we were there. Um, we moved back because of Hurricane Katrina. I mean, really, we would have stayed longer. Uh, we were, you know, in a hot kitchen. We were learning a lot. We really had no reason to leave right then. Uh, so it turns out with Hurricane Katrina, there was so much damage and so many cooks displaced, so many people displaced, period. But so it was we came back to Greg's parents. Um, we ended up there. They were very gracious and let us stay with them for a while until we got, you know, our plan together and figured out what we were going to do. But uh, we really at the time didn't have any idea. If we thought maybe we'd just go be cooked somewhere else in Birmingham or
3: whatever. Yeah, but.
2: And, and the problem is during that time, which was, was a good problem, and I respect the people who did it, but restaurants like, you know, all the Chef's Ditch restaurants, they cut their, their main staff back, and they took in a lot of these cooks in New Orleans, okay? They give them jobs when they didn't have jobs.
3: That's you know, Mississippi
1: the, as well. I mean, they, from the you know, because that got hit hard, too, the Gulf Coast. So, I mean, there was people, a big influx of of line cooks yeah. in Birmingham, and it was kind of, hospitality
2: in general, I mean, right? Yeah, well, it
1: was kind of hard to find a job uh, in that field. So uh, we ended up um, doing some odd jobs uh, around just to make money. I mean, you know, you got to make ends meet; so yeah. you got bills to pay. So <clears throat> we painted painted a porch. We painted some people's houses. We Greg remodeled a bathroom. I didn't know anything about that, so I just <laughs> helped. <laughs> um, but we did all kinds of stuff, just trying to figure out where we were going to land and what we were going to do. Yeah, there was just such a level
2: mm-hmm. of uncertainty. The, the, we lived in uptown, and, and our street that we lived on got around ten and a half, eleven feet of water. We were lucky; we were on the upstairs of a shotgun house. We get, we lost some books and pictures. There's a hole in the roof, but as a whole, we were very lucky. Yeah. I mean, and it was really odd because in New Orleans, it's so hot during the summertime. That people will take, you know, restaurants are closed for a week. Some restaurants are closed for an entire month, and sometimes so they're just slow. And we were coming up on a week's vacation, so it just so happened that both of our vehicles were back. I mean, it's just it's one of those lucky yeah. deals, you know. I mean, one of our cars would been gone, <clears throat> and and we really lucked yeah. up. And but you know, it was like New Orleans just isn't ready for us to come back, and I mean, it just wasn't happening. And you know, we we ended up on the place that we you know the original first black rock up on 69 it was just a very happenstance thing i mean it was just it was just meant to be it wasn't it wasn't like <laughs> obviously I was, yeah we weren't looking to open up mm-hmm. a restaurant or anything. we were really looking
1: for a place to live Yeah, and um an apartment a house for rent whatever we could find and we drove through the parking lot and saw the sign on the door that said for rent and we just looked in there we just thought why not and had been a barbecue restaurant before and there was tables chairs everything it was like turnkey i mean really nasty turnkey (laughs) but but turnkey nevertheless we uh we called and they showed it to us and we went in there and started cleaning i mean we probably cleaned for a month before we even opened the doors
2: it's funny because i mean we're a bunch of broke line cooks i mean like literally broke line cooks we both have great credit but we have no jobs, really no savings, so how are we going to open this restaurant, and, and and two, the sweetest ladies ever, Karen Emman and Becky Docker, I'll give both of them a plug, Becky still works at Wells Fargo, and just took a chance on two line cooks in Jasper, Alabama.
1: Yeah, when well, nobody else really wanted to. No, they wanted so, to it. you know, we hocked our cars, because that's <laughs> all we had, and um, they gave us a loan, and... Uh, we were actually able to pay that loan back within the first year of us being open. Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. Maxed yeah. Ma- 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 a
1: couple credit cards out, but we were able to pay of those off and... too. So, you know, it was just it was just a blessing. It really was a blessing to us. Um, it just worked out. <laughs> all, it,
0: all it takes is that one person to take a chance on something. That's somebody. right. Oh,
1: it really does. And you never
0: know what it can turn into, and that's why that one person is – vital to probably the rest of your life
1: yeah absolutely and,
2: and, and, I, and i tell her all the time she's a real good customer well, both of them are really good customers of ours and i'm like it wasn't for you and she's like i know i am yeah. <laughs> so there's still a, a great appreciation because she took a chance on us and, and, and it worked out and she saw what we had and, and jess were also in walker county was extremely welcoming to us you know Very we we, so. we hit the market at the right time where we needed a good restaurant in this town, yeah. and. and They've been, we have some of the best customers and just, it's amazing. We'll get to go do what we like to do every day. Yeah. yeah, we really
1: do. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me in the almost 15 years that we've been open. This year will be 15 years, um, that, so many people have become like family to us, oh, not yeah. just customers, and they're will they're willing to try all everything we put out there. I yeah. mean, they're like at first, you know, when they first we first opened up, it was a little harder to get people to try stuff, but now, I mean, they trust us, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, "All right, I'll give it a shot," you know, I'll try it,
2: and it works out great for mm-hmm. us too because we. I'm a big proponent of sustainable, especially sustainable fisheries, and you know. Six seven years ago, I could I got people to try tile fish or barrel fish, but now I put it on the menu and it's sold out. Yeah. And people are like they're on it. you know. People like,
1: are excited about yeah. trying it because they've never had it.
2: So and it's really awesome for fisheries too. And plus, we get to try new fish and cook different fish. And as you know, we love to cook fish. So.
0: That's that's one of the questions I've been feigning to ask you since you know we've been talking about having you over. Is sure. Where do you find these fish, and how do you make sure that they're fresh? Every week. It's
2: it's dealing with, with having really long term relationships with purveyors. We've been dealing with these people since we were in Birmingham, and some have come and gone, and I've moved around, but I know what's good, I, and I they know that I won't accept anything but the best. I'll send it back. Yeah, and we started that from day one. Like you send me junk or it's not fresh, it's going
1: back, and
2: you're going to hear from me. I mean, and it ain't gonna be nice, and. But also, because,
1: yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, if you don't get that standard of quality right out in the gate, I mean, people, you know, they don't know you. They'll try to, hey, that, that fish is a little old. We'll try to get them to buy it. They don't know. Yeah. Um, but you have to just kind of, like, let them know, hey, I know what's good, what's fresh, and I only want the best, you know. So we've made that a, a real, like, that's been a stickler to us since the beginning.
2: Yeah, I mean, fish that mm-hmm. we're getting normally... Is no more out of the water than two days. I mean, it, it was swimming in the Gulf, and it was at my door in two days. <laughs> Even stuff like the Scottish salmon, that stuff gets air in. I mean, and it's caught, butchered, and it's at my door in two days, really? which is unheard of. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, and and but that's just that's just us. And I, I love every week. We have different prepares I deal with, but. Majority of stuff I buy comes from the Gulf. I just I'm a big Gulf proponent, you know, why not? It's that close. Exactly. It's a wonderful resource. There's nothing that makes me more ill than be at the beach and go into somewhere and you're serving, you know, some kind of Atlantic cod or something. I'm like, you have the Gulf of Mexico in your backyard and you're serving me Try, I mean
3: yeah.
2: Halibut. I, mean, I love halibut, but you're I mean it just it's not it's not sensible to me.
0: So. Right. That's uh I don't know how my wife and I both have developed a palate to be able to tell when fish has been frozen. Oh yeah. You know, have, and oh, everything yeah. and you know when we've tried the different fishes you've had when we came over and stuff, I was like, This is legitimately fresh. And I was like, If I ever have a chance to sit down and talk to Greg, some way, somehow, I'm gonna be like, How the hell do you do it? So, you know, it's pretty awesome to know like what you go through to have it done. Yeah,
2: I mean, like I said, we just and our purveyors know, and, and that goes through, through all across the board. You know, when it comes to meat, uh, I, I go and put my hands on most of the stuff that we buy, I like to see it. I mean, I can order from tons of different purveyors. But I don't get to pick it out. You know, when it okay. comes to buying briskets and ribeyes eyes and stuff, I want to see it. I want to touch it. I want to look at it. You know, I get to hand select it. And that's, to me, extremely important. Lots of people don't think it is important. I do. I mean, I just, that's, it's important to me.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it, well, you can taste the difference in the, in the finished product, for sure. In the quality of the meat, in the quality of the produce, the seafood, all of that. Just it Just on the finished product, you can see it and you can taste it.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I go to buy, just like briskets, when I go to buy a brisket, I may touch 40 briskets and pick three. You mm. know, I mean, I know exactly what I'm because I cook them 13, 14 hours. I know exactly the amount of fat I want on them. I know how I want them trimmed. I want what I want. Yeah, he's, you know, I just...
1: he's been quite unsatisfied a couple times <clears throat> when he ordered them from people and he's like, look, I want to make sure they're not trimmed down too much. I need that fat, you know, because that just renders down during the cooking process and yeah. makes it that much extra delicious. Moist, You're but moist, he he gets pretty upset when it comes in too trimmed up, which I understand. I mean, because that's just our brisket. My husband's brisket <laughs> is one of the things we've become known for. So, <laughs> that,
0: the brisket spring rolls, yeah, hands I, down the most unique, fake, my favorite, unique dish I've ever had. So. I, I had
2: two different people at little. not stop and tell me that I'm like, I know there's something about that brisket and cabbage, it's just. <laughs> It's meant to be. Yeah. It's, it's a match made in heaven. It, it's, it's right. So, it's great. You know, the on a side note, just while we're talking, one of the things that a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. is they see me as the cook. I'm Greg. I'm in the back. I'm cooking. But My wife is a phenomenal. People don't realize what an amazing cook this woman is, okay? She can throw down <laughs> the grill. She works sauté. I mean, we had a cook not short sure today. She did two jobs. She ran an expo and ran a sauté today, okay? I mean, yeah. it's unreal. People don't see that side because... I don't like being out front anymore. I'm kind of trying to a recluse, you know, a little bit. <laughs> so she does a lot better job with that. But my wife is a jam cook, and she's also a jam baker. So we just don't have enough time to do desserts. We, I mean, yeah. she knows what she's doing, and she just she don't get a lot of props. They think that Greg's the cook, Lindsay, but yeah. Lindsay is a ridiculous. I've cooked with lots of people in my life, and me and her on the line together is ridiculous.
0: So, we I mean, we love our wives here on past the Jar, yeah. so you know it's awesome to actually have a wife here yeah. for the first time. Um,
2: she, she's the real deal; she's legit. Which, Man. if you
0: pay attention to the menu, you see Chef Lindsay's yeah. whatever you decided to prep that day, I guess, yeah. or you, yeah, what you, your recipe.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And she and I run even at night. I, if I'm questions, mm-hmm. things like I hate cooking New York strips; one of the hardest things to cook. The 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 density of them and getting the temperature out of New York strip is really hard hardest of any cut of meat, in my opinion. And uh. So when we're running strips, I'm constantly like, hey, feel this, feel this, touch this, what do you think, what do you think? And she's dead on. I mean, she's, yeah. she's popping all night, and her salt palate is way better than mine. I mean, she seasons way better than me, and so I, I'll give her props. I don't
1: know props. about all that yeah. way better, but um, I, I agree. Thank you very much for the, <laughs> the for the props, though. I appreciate it.
0: So when you – going back just to the fish, I just want to ask one more question, cool. and we'll go – we'll start going cool. into everything else, but how, how did you – was it going to different places to train that you learned how to cook these different kinds of fish? Probably because you do have to cook different fish, you know, different ways I've learned that cooking here at home. I,
2: but. My, my first dish I ever cooked in a restaurant was black grouper, and, and my first night at fire was, I mean, it was me and our chef and he legit, I mean, I've never been in a commercial kitchen. He said, we had a wood burner grill. He's like, build a fire. There's your dish, cook it. And so it was trial by fire, literally. And, uh, <laughs> But I learned a lot through him, and I learned a lot over the years by just handling and dealing with lots of kinds of fish. Even in New Orleans, we cook some like stuff like escolar, which is a white tuna that no one hardly ever sees. Really hard fish to cook, but just knowing the consistency of fish, me butchering because I butcher all of our own fish, I know the fat content of them. Things like swordfish, you got to be really careful with sword; it will dry out on you. I cook swordfish. I try to. We teach cooking classes, and I try it. We do a fish class every once in a while. And, I'm like, you have to think of things like this, like carryover temperature. When you take that piece of fish off of the grill or out of the pan or whatever it is, it's going to continue to cook. So when I'm cooking swordfish, I pull it off at medium, okay? And it's going to continue to cook on your plate all the way out to the table. That's how it's perfect. Okay? Yeah. That, that's what I'm looking for. When I can pull it off, and I know with the fat content, with the, the muscular density of the fish, how long it's going to take. And, and like, I'm cooking red or Red is a little bit thicker fish. And... It's a really easy fish to cook. Some fishes are extremely hard. Uh, Pompano is really easy. Um, there's one, I, I don't like cooking trigger fish because uh, it goes from being almost done to done. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, a, it's a breaking point. Like, you can, you get so close to it being perfect, and if you're not, it's such a fine line, then it's overdone. And I don't like overdone. I, your fish shouldn't fall apart when you get it. It shouldn't be falling all over your plate. It should yeah. still hold together, you know. That muscle tissue should still hold together. Yeah. It's just years of doing it. I mean, I've been doing it for years and years Yeah, and, years. and it
1: really is just the practice of cooking so many different fish in kitchens where, you know, you have to produce and you have great people to teach you how. But uh, it's just, you know, trial and error. And it's,
2: and it's a good product, too. And I tell people, you know, a fish is expensive. If you go to buy a fish, you're buying good fish. It's not <clears> cheap. Yeah. And, you know, but if you're going to cook something for your family, hey, I'm going to have a snapper, then go buy fresh snapper or don't cook it. You yeah. know, I mean, because if you're going to, you're buying frozen fish and you're trying to put it on a hot grill, and there's so much water content in that fish, it starts exploding. It's what it's doing. It's actually steaming. Yeah. And you're not going to get a good sear, and it's going to fall apart on you. Before it gets done, it's going to be mushy. I mean, it just, you can't cook frozen fish like that.
0: So, if there's anywhere local that if it, when people listen, uh, if they want to start buying fresh fish, where could they go, you know, within 30 mile
2: radius? I mean, Birmingham, um, I don't know if Sexton still sells to the public anymore sections over at Cahapa Heights um is great
1: you know well, Whole Foods has a good selection Whole Foods of
2: does, fresh and, and they'll tell you if it's fresh or frozen so, I mean, yeah a is-
1: lot of their stuff is is really quality though and they're very easy knowledgeable people working back there in their <clears throat> fish market to talk to I've noticed a lot of times when we've been in there that they're really good about you know in educating people that come in and have questions about fish and how to cook it and what should they get and and they do serve some frozen, but they yeah. do, you know, normally it's tell marked. you it's marked whether or not it's frozen or fresh. So, as far as just being <clears> easily accessible, that's probably the place I would recommend. Yeah, um,
3: but it's not them.
1: it's not cheap, but yeah. it's but you know it's good quality, right?
0: So with the red meat too, you're seeking which you know obviously I love my bourbon and red meat together. Yeah, so absolutely. when you're you know when you're looking for the red meat for the week or whatever, when do you after you pick? what you want. When do you decide to cook it? Like, you know, throw it on the smoker. Do you throw it on the, do you have a smoker at home or at the restaurant?
2: I bring the smoker to the restaurant. I wish they'd let me smoke at home, but they won't. Um, the health department don't like that. <laughs> um, uh, it depends. Like, if I'm smoking brisket, okay, I smoke a week before I serve it. I let my brisket, and I've learned, I, it took me three, three and a half years of playing with briskets a hard, hard item to cook. And I got a lot wrong before I got it right. And, and to me, the last probably six or eight months, You know, I've really dialed it in. Um, But I smoke a brisket, and I wrap it, and it stays in the cooler for a week before I touch it. I just let it mellow. Things like ribeyes and fillets, I dry age everything, 20 to 30 days, okay? It just helps develop. You know, just break some of that tissue down. It's a little more tender, a lot more flavorful. I tell people all the time, you know, they ask me, what kind of steak should I buy when I go to the store? Look for the one that's reduced for quick sale, okay? People think you're crazy, but that one that's reduced for quick sale is really dry age, and it ain't too far because it would, Maybe you have a funky flavor. The fat what turns rancid first. Yeah. When you get that light little bit of brown, buy it. it's going to be the best steak you're going to have. It's going to be tender. It's going to be full of flavor. Don't buy the ones bright red. You know? Skip that one. Buy the one for produce your quick sale. It's your best steak.
0: You've heard that from one of the best steak cookers around. <laughs> so take that advice. Heed yeah. to it. Uh, it's, uh, true. it's true. <laughs> you also received plaudits for a burger. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: We did. And um, we won. I. It was at the old restaurant. We were sitting around, and I'm, I always kind of think restaurants should have something they're known for. You know, we have the catfish. Some
1: signatures, yeah, some signature dishes.
2: We have the catfish poncho train, which is you know on the hundred dishes day before you die. You know, and I've gotten tons of good press about it. But I was like, let's let's do some burger. Let's do what's what's trending now. Well, pimento cheese was really taking off. That was that was really awesome. You know, and what's more southern and fragrant and made So let's do this. You know, but, I mean that's as traditional as you get. So. We just flipped it up. It's going to be the Alabama Burger, you know, and threw it down at the old restaurant and took off. And, um,
1: yeah, people love it. I mean, what's not to love, though, pimento cheese and um, fried, anything fried on a burger is good. I mean, fried green tomatoes on top, that tartness from the green tomato, and then the crunchy from it being fried, and the creaminess of the pimento cheese, and the little bite from the pickle. I mean, it's like the perfect marriage <laughs> in a well, burger. Well, <laughs> don't come across
0: the table on me, but I don't like pimento cheese.
1: Uh-huh. No, I can't, that's I can't okay. Do it. It's not I, it, for everybody. I'm a texture guy.
0: And I got the you. texture doesn't well, work for me.
2: unfortunately, I'm as I'm as southern as I can be, but I don't really care for fried green tomatoes. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I hate it about myself. He's so weird. <laughs> it's one of those things. I feel like you know, it's just like apple pie. You should like. It's like barbecue, bourbon, drinking a Budweiser. You should like all of those things. <laughs> But I do not like fried green tomatoes. My wife loves them. Ninety. He's of tried tomatoes.
1: so many times.
0: Let's say I don't like grits either. So right. everybody's well, like, well, how, "How are either. you from the south?" I was yeah, like, "I can't do it. I'm a texture That's guy." Wrong with yeah. You yes. know, like, soggy cereal grits and like yeah. stuff like tomato, cheese, cream cheese.
2: Grits is like something you should feed feed your animals.
3: Yeah. Yeah. from. You. it's
2: not <laughs> for Come me. I don't. It's a texture thing for me too. I don't care for. It. But yeah, the, the <laughs> someone, cattleman association did a did a um, contest, and someone nominated. I Had no idea, and it blew up. And it blew up quick. And we got in the final four. They did one for each region. You know, we got in the final four. And uh, they brought all these secret judges in to try them. I mean, they legitimately did. Yeah. And I, I would spot one on occasion. But, I mean, they were pretty secretive about it. And, uh, yeah, we won. Best burger in Alabama. That's pretty that awesome. Good. It was yeah, pretty cool.
1: it was pretty awesome. And,
2: uh,
0: yeah. Which, see, I I proud even, of that. I don't even like the Connecticut burger. If I get a burger, that's what I get. Yeah. I consider that the best burger in Alabama. So, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Well, we have a lot of people that have a lot of favorites on our yeah. burgers. I mean, we sell tons of burgers every day, and um, everybody has a different favorite. So, I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, to be honest. I mean, we've got the Smokehouse Burger that has bacon on it and smoked cheddar and grilled onions. I mean, how can you not like that? And then, But the Alabama Burger seems to be the one we've been, you know, recognized at least for the most. And, and for the most part, sell the most of. Yeah, we do sell the most of them.
0: So he's obviously proud of the fish and the, the steaks. What What's the one dish that you're like absolutely proud that you came up with?
1: Uh, probably the crab cakes. Um, I, oh. I make crab cakes, and we do them two different ways. So we have them, um, we do the traditional fried crab cakes, uh, which I love, and those are great. They've got a crispy texture on the outside and creamy on the inside with... Full of crab meat, lump crab from the Gulf. And then uh, we also have what's really cool is like our little griddled crab cake that we do. And um, it is just crab meat it is a little bit of aioli it has a little bit of peppers in there that we cut up um some fresh lemon juice a little bit of old bay i mean it's real simple but it, you just lightly bind it together he puts it in a ring mold and we put it on the grill and it just crispens it up on either side mm-hmm. and then it's that's it we serve it with tartar sauce i mean it's the most simplistic thing but with our fresh gulf lump i mean it just there's no filler in it yeah. it's all crab meat and um. So I, I've been, I, I'm pretty proud of the crab cakes, that people have their favorites, you know, some people love the fried, that's their thing, yeah. and then some people just go for the grill, that's, you know, everybody has a favorite, but uh, we sell, <coughs> we sell a lot of both of them when we, I don't think we out have one that outsells the other, so.
2: And, uh, we, we got approached about three weeks ago about being a featured chef for uh, State of Alabama's Fresh Gulf Seafood, and as they feature a chef once a month.
1: Yeah, Alabama Gulf Seafood website or whatever. Yeah. We're gonna be on that, and
2: um, that's the dish that we give them. Was that griddle crab crack. So really? I mean, it's, it's it's an incredible. But it's just like a hockey puck of crab, crab greatness. <laughs> yeah. It's about the size of a hockey puck, and it's just uh, they're they're a pain to cook because I mean, cause we sell like twelve of them at one time, and I'm trying to you know because you have to unmold them and flip them. Out. I mean, it's it's difficult, but people love them, and, and yeah. but right now. It's almost impossible to get blue crab. I mean, it's just hopefully in yeah, April it starts The back. we've been having such up. a
1: hard time getting any. It's I don't know the, the weather, claws. Or, the, or, I mean,
2: everything is just dried up, and so I've been told about first of April, mid-April, it's going to come back. So maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: Hopefully, you know. You I know, love, the, I love all of y'all's food. Obviously, well, the
2: seafood business is, is it's it's a finicky business. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, one little bitty storm or something. I mean, really, yeah, it can mess up oyster
1: island. beds. It can oh, yeah. mess up your crab. It can, I mean. We've Make had some really some,
2: some some hurt you know, some some really rough hurricanes the last couple of years. Yeah. It's really messed with seafood. Now, if you're ever down there fishing right after hurricanes, it's the best fishing you ever have in your life. It's like the fish get confused and they all go to biting. It's the best trip we have ever had. right after a tropical storm. The captain was like, "I don't think." I was like, "We're going out. We're not getting our deposit <laughs> back. I can do it." So yeah. it's like you know, six foot waves, but we're out and just crushed it. It was just a killer, killer night.
0: So. <laughs> so- you started the restaurant. When did, how did you decide what flavors, you know, we've already obviously already talked about what food you have, but what, what kind of, when did you decide what kind of flavors you really wanted to integrate into your cooking all the time? And how do you want to change, how did you want to change the game up a little
2: bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, we started out with, you know, I look at the, how we started and the where we are now, and, it, and it's a long ways apart from where we started. Um, we started with this. Our first couple of weeks, we went kind of high end. You know, we're going to be this high end restaurant, Jasper, you know, and we're going to do it this way. And then we had to backpedal because I think we scared some people. Like those first few weeks, people were like, I would hear comments like, you're a French restaurant. They only have French things on the menu. And I'm like, no, that's not correct. But, you know, so we took a step back and said, OK, how are we going to change this? How are we going to fix it? Because Jasper's not quite ready for this. You know, that's 15 years ago. And so. We backpedaled, and we took, to me, I we, I feel like we took Southern Staples, added a Creole touch to them, you know, and over time have worked in all kinds of nationalities. I love Latin cuisine. Oh, yeah. Lindsay has to watch me because I'll have a few beers, and I'll get fired <laughs> up, and uh, half the menu will be like, we're at a Spanish restaurant. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, that's
1: what I, I love to cook. I, yeah. I tell him, well, we're not Mexican restaurant. You've got to take off some of the tacos or the tostada or something. <laughs> it's got, one of those things is okay, but you can't have five different menu items yeah. that are Mexican. We've been, we've been, so,
2: we've been playing around uh, with some Asian stuff lately and learning a little more about that. Like yeah. I've really been working on this Korean barbecue that's, I mean, it's, it's good. Like I, I'm close. I'm, I'm a close. huge fan of Korean barbecue, yeah, so I can't too. wait for that. And, and
3: this it's
1: good stuff. He's been toying around with it. And um, I mean, it's, <coughs> it's pretty some, impressive.
2: We've done some Korean like barbecue, like pork belly and stuff lately. That it was some, It's good. It's legit. Yes. It's,
1: we both like Asian flavors as well because they're just... The layering of flavors and the different ingredients that we're really not used to, but we kind of like to play around with. Mm-hmm. So, and we love to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when that's been something that we've kind of played around with lately it, with a few menu items, it's it's working out pretty well.
0: Do you feel like the different cultures and chefs that you've worked with and people you've been around is is that where you kind of got the inspiration to? Not just do one kind of food.
2: Oh, absolutely! Um, I mean,
3: did, well, yeah, this,
1: I would agree. I mean, for the most part, you know, Frank does a lot of southern staples and uh, you know, fresh fish and farm to table. And to me, Frank was one of the first chefs doing farm to table. To be honest, I mean, they didn't call it that, but I mean, that's what he did because that's what his background was. Yeah,
2: he was he was in the he was in the early eighties throwing it down before anyone knew what that was. You right. Know what I mean, he he really raised the bar. And he
1: did for he,
2: sure. People. Don't realize what kind of amazing restaurants we have just in Birmingham now. I mean, we were we went just El Barrio last night. I eat we eat El Barrio fairly regular, and and the chef who runs El Barrio was a prodigy of Chef Did he worked in Highland's kitchen, and uh, it's legit. Yeah, I mean, you know, but there's people ask me all the time. Well, gonna, look. We have there's so many incredible restaurants in Birmingham. That's amazing. I mean, ridiculous. So we, the 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 talent pool from 12, 15 years ago to what it is now is
0: off the I've noticed it change just in the past seven to eight years because oh, yeah. I, I lived in Tennessee for a while and when I moved back there was like two or three new restaurants where everybody's like you have to go try it. Oh,
2: yeah. And
0: uh, chef on Fon is one of my favorite restaurants ever to go it's a to. great place. Yeah. Best burger in Birmingham. Yeah. I'm not going to say in the world because you guys have the best Koneka burger ever. So
2: <laughs> I worked in that kitchen <clears throat> one night and when I worked at Botelho you know, Frank owns all three of them and uh, that is a get. The guy that was sous chef with us over at fire was working there. And uh, you're talking about a wild kitchen. And it's a tiny little kitchen. We have a small kitchen now, but this was a tiny little kitchen. And they were throwing down some hardcore food at this. I mean, it was, it was elbow to elbow. It was fun. Yeah. It was wild.
0: So you've had multiple people rub off on you. And oh, absolutely. oh, absolutely. It shows in your menu because you can't just learn these things, you know, just on your own or just by cooking by yourself this whole time. And I love what you've brought. To the restaurant scene. We, J- Downtown Jasper's, you know, there's times where I'm like, well, I don't even have to go to Birmingham to eat anymore. Right. Yeah, and weird, I absolutely weird. love that.
3: Absolutely. And,
0: you know, that's what you guys have brought to the table along with other restaurants that hopefully I'll have them on one day. But, sure. But, you know, with everything you bring, it's, it's different every week, it seems like. Like, we go in there for lunch once a week, maybe once every other week or dinner, and the first thing I look at is the board. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's where everything that's like,
2: it's
3: you same. know, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So... The prime rib. Yeah. Choice. You know, that's yeah. one, That's the best prime rib, one of the best prime ribs I've ever had. You know,
2: and yeah. what's funny about that prime rib is, I mean, I've cooked prime ribs for years, you know, in the traditional way. And We were actually watching a Diner's Drive-Ins and Dines, one of my favorite programs. Cause, I mean, oh, we
1: both love that, Labor that show. Labor
3: Town. When, when you're, yes. When,
2: when you're seeing, you're seeing the real deal, you know, and, and we've eaten a lot of the restaurants. and We were watching, and I forget where the restaurant was. This guy was like a two-star chef, you know, and fine dining his entire life. and had gotten fed up. And had bought a diner. This thing was kind of like a cardinal drive-in, you know, like an old-school Sonic. Yeah. Except he was throwing down, like old-school, ridiculously good food. But in a diner setting, and he was smoking prime ribs. He ran a 10-ounce prime rib sandwich that was like, you know, dirt cheap. For what you he was could doing. go
1: through the drive-thru and get a prime rib. I mean, who does that?
2: Yeah, was, I mean, it was, it was killing it. Was legit. And I thought, I thought about smoking a prime rib. You know, that's pretty cool. And uh, we played around with it. We did a couple for our family for the holidays, you know, then Christmas and stuff. And we always try to go non-traditional Christmas, and, uh,
0: and it was good rave like, reviews like, from the this family.
2: Is, this <laughs> is legit right here. You sell out of that stuff pretty quick. <laughs> quick. Like, um, yeah, I only smoke a couple when I do it, and they're they're out.
0: Yeah. So. so, along with throwing the flavors in and trying to change up the different styles every week, what is something you something else you try to do to just stay fresh to where you want people coming back on a weekly basis? Because, um, well,
1: to be honest, I mean greg and i both we i like to read i love of all things i love gardening Gun magazine i love to read about all because they have some really good food segments in there they have all these different places and they're having all these different and they're mostly southern you know it's a southern magazine uh we like to um read internet articles greg does that a lot look at different menus across you know the South, across, you know, in Chicago, wherever. And just these new happening restaurants, what are they doing? What are the ideas, you know, not to say, not to steal them, but to say, give us inspiration. You know, (laughs) Diners, Drives, and Dives. I mean, we watch that show constantly, and it inspires me like crazy. I'm like, oh, that gives me an idea of what we could do with this. I've
2: actually learned a couple of techniques, like the way we cook turkey breast.
1: Yeah, for our turkey sandwich. We ran that forever, and we haven't run it in a long time. but.
2: Was a guy, uh, mm-hmm. Panini Peach and a Foley, and I watched him cook this, and I'm like, wow, I've never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever showed me that. And he would take these turkey breasts, and he triple wraps them, he seasons them, triple wraps them in full, throws them in a deep fryer. Well, what you're doing is baking them, okay? Because there's no oil hitting the turkey, so you're basically just submerging it in 350-degree oil It cooks in like a third of the time, and it
1: doesn't dry it out. Oh,
2: it's super juicy! It's ridiculously good. It's
1: awesome. So
2: I started cooking my turkey that way. I mean, for Thanksgiving, I'm wrapping things up and throwing them in a fryer, and it's just it works perfect. Absolutely. You taking orders? Yeah, I I, I did Thanksgiving two years for people, and it was crazy. I mean, it was nuts. We had more business than we could ever possibly want, and I, I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. And I want, I, it was kind
1: of messing up our holiday, it was, to be honest.
2: Yeah, because
1: everybody wants to pick it up on Thanksgiving, so it'll be hot, and they don't have to do anything, right. do it? which makes sense. <coughs> we, but when you want to celebrate, it's a little kind of puts a damper on. We, that. we
2: do have a cool traditional, and we've been doing this uh, maybe since we opened. Hmm. Yeah, every Thanksgiving we have a dressing party, and our staff shows up. You're required to bring a chicken the day before because I'm gonna do hens, and uh, I'll cook it. But we all make chicken dressing for our entire staff. They either get the carry home dressing. Everybody gets
1: in. They either chop the onions with us, or they, you know, tear up the cornbread or tear up the chicken. They mix everything in together. We do it all in the dining room. Everybody gets, you know, and they all get their own pan to take <laughs> home. And they and love we always it.
2: give some away to people. I, you yeah. know, I find a couple of people need some little we'll help out. You know, so yeah. I always love doing that. But, uh,
1: our customers that yeah. you know, we just we just randomly so that's that a time.
0: testament to the community that you built inside inside your walls. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We, we love it. I mean, we even have old employees who you know they like the dressing, and they'll get the phone call, "Hey, we're done. I mean, yeah, of course, come on, you <laughs> welcome, you know, yeah, because it's good. It's Lynch's grandmother's Grandma's recipe. My yeah. grandmother's recipe. And it's yeah. fantastic. So yeah, we've been doing that for years. Grandma's
0: recipes are always the best. It's, 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 oh, it, yeah. it doesn't matter how innovative you are in the culinary yeah, exactly. world. Grandma's recipes was, are the best. Uh,
1: we did a Thanksgiving class. Um, I don't know what cooking class. What a year or two ago. Yeah. And everybody, I am like, look, this is my grandmother's recipe. I haven't changed it at all because it's amazing. It was just perfect from when I was a child. There's no changing. Yeah. <laughs> if you take this recipe, don't mess with it because <laughs> it's perfect. You know, some things, they just, they taught us well how to do it. And, you know, it doesn't need any tweaking. Yeah. So. But the-
0: Go Go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just going to (laughs) say,
1: as far as inspiration goes, you know, Greg and I talk it out with each other a lot. You know, we're like, hey, I saw this. What do you think about that? I don't know if that's going to work. Let's do it this way. You know, we got to feed off of each other. And, you know, We've been open for 15 years now, so it's also kind of nice to go back and do some throwbacks, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, we haven't served that in years, and people loved it. Let's do that again. And it always it comes with a good response. We did that just a few weeks ago with a chicken dish that we had.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, that was like one of the first things we served at Black Rock called chicken pontabla. And, uh, it's
3: old-school French It's dish. an
1: old-school French dish with a chicken breast, and I mean— it's got mushrooms and roasted mushrooms in thyme, which is just an amazing flavor, and goat cheese, and it, it's just an incredible dish it's, you a simplistic know? dish. it's a very simplistic dish, but yeah. it. And we hadn't thought about it in forever, and I was like, we hey, threw, we threw let's it back for I
2: think it was Valentine's or something to yeah. throw back, and-
1: we had a couple of customers that had been with us for a long time. And they were like, hey, it's good to see that <laughs> yeah. back on the menu right there. So, they were excited.
0: What's the inspiration to uh, just keep going? Like every day, wake up, go to work.
2: Honestly, retirement. <laughs> that's it. I mean, legitly. We, we, get, we get to do what we love every day, and we have great customers. And It's like I tell cooks that come in. I, I'm not looking anymore for, hey, that was a good meal, okay? Uh, and, and not to sound arrogant or vain, but I want to I want to give people an experience like, that's the best fill-in-the-blank I've ever had. That's the best piece of grouper. That's the best prime rib. You know, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I what drives me every day. I don't always achieve it, but I'm looking for that. I I want people to try whatever it is, whatever special, whatever it is, and say, "Wow, there's a lot of love, a lot of care went into that. Was a great product, and that is the best, you know, piece of fish, whatever it was that I've ever. That's what drives me. You know, and retirement." yeah (laughs) well
1: the thing is is like we try to explain to people you know obviously running a restaurant is very time consuming and stressful and sometimes crazy but um we love food and we love to produce an amazing product that people love so we love that part of it but we realize that um if we stay owning a restaurant probably for the next 20 years we might be crazy insane and fall down flat of a heart attack in the back <laughs> or something. So we know that one day, you know, hopefully, I don't know, who knows how long, but um, that, you know, we'll get to retire and by retire, we'll get to travel. We'll get to eat all over the world. We'll get to cook, you know, in, in a different way. Yeah. And we'll get to be a part of those things and a part of the community in a different way and get to provide those things, but. But maybe a little less, a little less stressful way.
2: You know, it's one of those things. that We, we have so many incredible customers. Right? And it's one of the reasons, not that I, I, I wouldn't like to, but we have to change the menu on a regular basis. Because if you have customers that are in there literally Thursday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday night, I have customers who are standing in reservations. They're in there every week. Yeah. I've got to change those. I mean, they're yeah. not going <laughs> to eat the they're same thing. They're going to
1: get tired of eating <clears> the <throat> same thing every week. And we do have so a lot of just really amazing repeat customers who – they come in three times a week for lunch, or they come in, like you said, every week on Thursday and Friday. Um, you know, so they got to have something different and new, change it, it up.
2: It's really awesome too, because when we'll have a, a new wait staff come in who's worked at other restaurants, and we do things real differently. The way we run our operations, it's, it's real. You know, they're like family. Our staff is family to us. They they really are. But it's always funny because they're like, "This place is really different." And I'm like, "How so?" And, well, the way you approach things are different. And, well, yeah. But your customers, y'all have the best, you know, the most amazing customers, the nicest people. I'm like, Yeah, they really are. Across the board, they're some of the nicest amazing people. They take customers. good
1: care of our staff. Oh yeah.
2: It's yeah. A, it's a it's a it's a win win for everybody. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I couldn't imagine a Jasper without BlackRock. Is there anybody you'd ever like you know, have under your tutelage to leave it to one day or <laughs> when you're I done, don't know. you're done. I, I mean don't
2: know. I, I, we've had some good cooks yeah. come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one of the best cooks i've ever had right now cooking for us she started cooking for us when well, she started well, she working. started
1: work working for us when she was in high school and as a server and uh, she was a great server but she's a much better cook <laughs> <laughs> she she knows that too she does not like to serve she likes to cook uh Ani is incredible she is very talented um she knows how to every day look when we've had cooks before i'm the expo right so everything comes to me before it goes to the dining room yeah i have to constantly check things taste things all my every dish just make sure that things stay on track like they're supposed to be i still taste on his food that's how i know it's always <laughs> perfect but um it's always good Like, I I mean, very rarely ever have to say, and it's normally not because of flavor, it's like, hey, this needs to go down, you know, a little bit longer or something like that. But, uh, you know, she's always just on point with her flavors, you know, she's just, and she loves what she does. She's very passionate about it, which falls in line with us because we're very passionate about the end product as well.
0: Well at least maybe you'll influence somebody to well, at least carry on a legacy and a different under a different name or whatever. Absolutely. But,
1: I think we've influenced several people to be honest. <clears throat> I think I hope we have. We've had some not just cooks, but we've had some amazing staff over the years. Some great servers and you know that have come back later and said, Hey, I learned a lot working for you guys. Not just about being a server but just about because we've had some young people work for us, you know, that were in high school or college age, and yeah. you know I have families now—it's kind of crazy when yeah. they come <laughs> back in and they have five <laughs> children, like Brittany. <laughs> cool. She, um, but they tell us, you know, hey, I learned a lot working for you guys. So,
2: and we were really, especially mm-hmm. way back, and, and I learned dad, a lot
1: from them. So.
2: <laughs> absolutely, we were—we were pretty hard nosed. We have kind of we've,
1: we've got mellowed out a little bit Yeah,
2: in our older age. We've showed out a little bit, but we were pretty hard nosed. But I. It's like I would always tell the young ones, you know, because we had a lot of high school servers and stuff. I'm like, look, the one thing you're going to learn is you're going to, want to have to work hard and be responsible. If you can't do that here, you're not going to work here, you know. And we were real tough, and uh, a lot of people didn't like it, but, you know, we the people who did appreciated it. You know, they appreciate it. and yeah. I see them carry that through their life now, and that's really awesome.
1: It's really rewarding. It really is. We've had a lot of young people work for us that are, you know, I, I hope we had a small part yeah. in... And showing them how to be a hard worker and how to right. get things accomplished and be a go getter and
0: persevere a, through the tough times, right?
1: And achieve a goal. So
0: you're kind of just passing passing it on, you know. Exactly. You learn from somebody else, and exactly. you know you're passing on to those kids, and that's, that's the goal. awesome. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully you'll keep the culinary scene alive in Walker County because yeah. it's it's a, it's at a high point right now. You know, it
2: really it's, is. It's, it's one of the things that aggravates me when I hear people <clears throat> say, "We well, need some good restaurants in this town." I'm like. We have good restaurants in this town. Okay, there's the best restaurants that's been in this town in forever. Yeah, there there's options to go eat now. Whereas some I, I lived here before, there were no options to go eat, and you actually have decent options to eat. Very much and, so. I mean, really great food, and you know, it's kind of aggravating when you were talking about let's get Olive Garden, you know, and I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> you know, we have good places to eat. And I don't know, it is frustrating.
0: We're all about pride and pride in Walker County, and that's why you know what I what I really want to focus on the first go around of this show was just to show people that have pride in Walker County. And now when I have friends that come from out of town or family that comes from out of town, I don't have to drive them to Birmingham. Yeah. You know, I'm like, come to my house. I'll, I'll take you out to eat somewhere. And the past couple of times have been y- y'all's place. It's but,
3: fun.
0: you know, we have so many more options now. It's not, you're not confined to Johnny yeah. Brusco's or yes. mm-hmm. Taco
2: Bell. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you're talking about Walker County on small towns is, it's one of the things that Lindsay had to get adjusted to growing up in Hoover. Not that that's some big metropolitan, but it's a lot bigger than Jacksonville, yeah. Alabama, you know. And uh, and, it, and it's a, a love relationship, though, because she's learned that. And it was funny when we first opened up; people would, "Hey, you're from, I'm from Oakland, so if you're from Oakman. I was accepted, but yeah. she's from Hoover. And they were like, mm, you know, like they, I mean, they would,
1: but, would say, "You're from Birmingham, you're from Hoover," and I'd be like, "Yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean it's." They
2: it's would, okay. They would pass Lindsay to talk to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they really I did.
1: wow, like, oh, man, uh, these people are rough around here. They're, you know. But they, they've they gotten used to me. They've accepted me. I've lived here long enough. I I mean, I can call this my home now. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived here long enough. I can claim and, Walker and sh- County.
2: And it's such a good thing. You know, if, uh, when you need something in a small town or you have a situation in a small town, it's really nice. You know, yes, people, do know your business sometimes, but also they're there to help. And yeah. they really care. Yeah. In a small town, you don't get that in a big town. You're just a person going down the road. In a small town, they actually, you know, it, it's it's nice. And it Lindsay's yeah. like to spread some of that. That's- I
1: have. And it, it's really nice because uh, it's like I told my stepmother recently, my dad passed away in June. And um, obviously, it was really hard for me. He had a battle with lung cancer, and um, when he passed away, uh, we we closed down the restaurant for a day. Just, you know, give me a day to kind of regroup and get my thoughts together. But anyway, uh, I people, the outpouring of love and support from this, from total strangers, to be honest. Uh, I know that people know me because they see me at BlackRock or I might not know them, uh, you know, face to face. But um, like I went to pay our power bill cause I've waited a few days too long and I needed to go in the, in the um, office. And I went in there and she just said, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. And I was like, I don't know you, but thank you yeah. so much. It was just so overwhelming. I got cards, flowers from our customers. I mean, just, it was very overwhelming in a really <clears throat> great way. I, I've never experienced anything like that. And, um, I wouldn't get that in Birmingham, for sure. Yeah. Even if I owned a restaurant, people would probably be like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> who are you? So, um, it, it was really incredible.
0: That's how you know you are, by all means, a Walker County, because we do take care of our own. Oh,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. So. absolutely. We, get, we get a
0: bad stigma. We talked about that a lot on the show, but you know, we get a bad stigma about who we are, but in reality... We watch each other's backs. We Absolutely. take care of each other. It's
1: a great community to live in. Yeah. It really is. I, and like he said, I, got, I had to get used to it at first because obviously it's not as big. There's not as many things. You know, it's not as big a town. But I pretty much, I'm, I'm used to it now and I like it. I prefer it. You know, you don't have to drive uh, 20 minutes down the road just to, to go to the
2: store. Yeah. Or, well, we, I did a really good job mm-hmm. of Country Fire and We've had pigs and chickens <laughs> oh, yeah. and horses and we've raised pigs and killed pigs. And, you know, we have chickens now. and so she's got the full Walker County experience. You broke that's, her in properly. I, that's <laughs> right. And I was
1: not a hunter before I met my husband, and now I am. Yes. And I didn't fish a whole lot, but now we fish all the time. Up, we have
2: a place on the river now that we Really? Right fishing is life. Yeah, you, I see that. So yeah. I mean, I, I've got a place on Cedar Lake. I give you the keys. You let me know. <laughs> right. And the fishing is ridiculous. We, it uh, is. We cool. love awesome. it here. We actually have a, a Bluebird school bus. That, uh, a good friend of ours, Mark Batson, went in and like totally built a tiny home yeah I mean, it's awesome on Cedar lake and fishing is incredible so
0: i've seen mark stuff he posts on social media yeah. it's impressive Mark he's Marcus. talented yeah he's a
2: good guy this bus is awesome I mean, yeah. I mean we just built this huge deck off the front of it and so you're welcome to come down man Anytime. awesome yeah
0: so the last question about the restaurant business and then we're gonna kind of move on but what where did the name blackrock come from It tickle it it bugs me to death every time. Like there's so many things I wanted to ask you guys. So so
2: here's here's (laughs) the deal. When We first decided, hey, I I have twin daughters, so Lily and Meg, and we were going to open the restaurant. And we tried everything in the world to come up with something and play off their names. You know, you have to be real careful when you name a restaurant, okay? Because people. The wrong name represents the wrong thing, okay? Yeah. Uh, our restaurant we first worked at was Fire, and it scared people. Like, what are you, spicy? What are you? I mean, like, <laughs> we legitimately, Like, people think that, you know? Yeah. So, it was a real big deal, and we really contemplated it, like, big time. I mean, we, we I mean, yeah. like, for two or three weeks, like, what are we going to name this place? And I'm like, we were sitting there one day, and I'm like, well, you know, Walker County is hugely known for the coal business. My family are all coal miners. You know, my dad's a coal miner. My, all my uncles, cousins. There's nothing cooler than nothing in Walker County in the cold. Well, cold, Black Rock, and that's where it is, man. It's Black Rock Bistro right out of the cold business.
0: How that has slipped by me for all this time.
2: <laughs> if you know, next time, next time you're in Black Rock, <laughs> look, at, look at all the benches. Okay? Yeah. All, my four benches in the back are painted by a folk artist named Shishi Vaughn, and one of them is dedicated exclusively to the cold business.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah me and uh, another guest talked about how it's hard to be from Walker County and not have somebody in your family oh, at some absolutely. point that worked in the coal
2: mines, yeah. you know. The, and the coal mines was good people here for a long time. I yeah, mean, they, they were good to my family, yeah. and you know, that's how I grew up. I put food on the table when I was a kid, you know. So I have a special place in my heart, and the coal miners are a special breed. Yeah, know? I just kind of thought it was a nice homage to pay, you know.
3: That's all from
2: awesome. you know, Someone kind of what built this county. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a picture on our wall that we got from uh, the community foundation. And I was, when I first got it, and this is coal miners down in uh, Calumet Mines, which is down below Parish, I think is where it is. And my great-grandfather's brother was in that picture. I'm, I flipped it on the back, and I, I read the name Kilgore. So I go to my dad, and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, that's, you know, that was your grandfather's, great-grandfather's brother.
0: Really? really
2: cool. And, yeah. And so, coming from a long lineage of coal miners, I skipped that business, and uh, was it wasn't for me. But uh, it's done a lot of good for a lot of people here. It still does.
0: So there, there's two things I love about coming into your place. It's the... New Orleans slash Walker County vibe that yeah. you obviously bolster pretty predominantly. Yeah. We and try then, hard. Yeah. You should succeed. You know, yeah. I told my wife the very, very first, she'd been in there a few times before I have. And the very first time I went there, I was like, I feel like I'm on Bourbon street, at a, yeah. you know, so, nice little restaurant.
1: Yeah, People tell us that a lot. And that's, yeah, that's pretty awesome to us. Cause that's what we were going for. Yeah. We love going in little places down there and just, you know, you just immerse yourself in the music, and the culture, and the art, and everything about it. So um, we were pretty proud when we got to move. We loved our first location because it was really good to us for a long time. But when we got to move downtown and make that place our own, uh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was a, it really. We were really proud.
0: You create a positive atmosphere in there, and then. Everybody, everybody gets tired of me in there because I shush like people I'm with because I always listen to what you're listening to back there. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously, like I'm a huge Cody Jinks fan, so oh, yeah. we you know when, a you're, lot of Cody. when you're playing that, I'm like, we're gonna have a silent dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so. you never
1: know. My husband's own playlist it, it just goes from one extreme to the other, but well, it's, it's really everybody nice, always now. enjoys it. I always see people like singing or tapping their foot or you know yeah. with the music. So I mean, and, enjoy
2: and that. it's really I, I love music. We both love music. and are a just a big part of my life, and one of the questions I was asked from see if you things like what kind of music, I'm in, what kind of mood I'm in. You know, I mean, yeah, I can listen to anything at any time. I like almost every kind of music. lately. Like, we do doing a lot of old school, lots of Conway Twitty. We've been throwing back some, you know, Louisiana Woman. You know, I mean, good stuff. And, yeah. But you know, Jason Isabel we listen in the morning time. If I'm busy, I got a lot going on. You're gonna hear a lot of Prince, a lot of Outkast. You know, like some old school rap stuff that you know. 2000s hip hop stuff, just to keep me going. I'm a huge Outkast fan. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, It's just <laughs> Great sure. music. I, I listen to almost anything. You yeah, know? I mean, you can you walk in a restaurant anytime, But Cody plays a lot. Jason Isbell plays a lot. We got a chance to go see Jason and uh, Denver Red Rocks, and that was a, that's awesome. Last I saw Denver, show, that yeah. Was,
1: yeah, it was awesome. amazing.
2: Red Rocks was kind of a bucket list for us. and yeah. uh, then then to see Jason there, and I was like, we're going. Yeah, fourth row seats. It was just a Joke.
0: We went to Denver and got ran out by negative wind chills and snow And coming the next morning, so Ooh. we darted out of there so yeah. quick. That, that place
2: is, you know, we were out in, what was it, October when we
3: were there? October? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and took a trip up to the National Park, and uh, wow, that's cold. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it was warm at the base. It was that like, was like
1: 70 degrees at the base. We left out, and uh, it was what? 40s and the 40s oh, yeah. when we got up to the top.
2: 30 degree difference.
0: I
1: couldn't believe it. The I can howling
2: see, winds.
0: I can see how I've I've heard how it drops. You know, anywhere from 30 to 50 degrees from the bottom, like when you're going up to Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's wild. It's Wonderful. a beautiful place. On top of that,
1: too. oh,
2: gorgeous. That that's kind of our goal when we when we get out of the restaurant business. We I fell in love with Yellowstone. I mean, just oh, and we've been twice, and it's just the most amazing place. And we're going to try to spend a whole year. So we can survive a winter you know, yeah I don't we winter. don't know
1: because you know we're used to these alabama winters so <laughs> yeah. they're pretty mild but we're gonna try to make it through one winter we, out there we cry
0: when it's 20 degrees
1: exactly and <laughs> exactly. yeah, we talked not so, below 20 yeah
2: i talked talk to a couple in jackson hole and uh, they had moved i could tell they had a real thick southern accent I an mean, you guys from tennessee's first year here i'm like do you like it she said like, well our first day we were here was 28 below zero I'm like,
1: they moved in December." Yeah, and they, she said right before Christmas, and it was like twenty eight below. I said, "How do you serve? How do you deal with that?" Because mm-hmm. I don't think she was like, "Well, it was an adjustment." She said, "My dogs were totally freaked out." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I bet."
0: <laughs> so that's the traveling is in the future,
2: absolutely. Yes.
0: As of right now, what's the cooking like at home?
1: At home,
0: you know how? It how on
1: do you separate what time we get home? Yeah, but um, you well, know we we cook a lot of fresh fish at home too. A lot of salmon, um, because that's what we have, you know, on a regular basis throughout the week. Uh, And we love that. Um, We grill almost, if we're going to cook something at home, it's going to be on our grill. We have, uh, my husband
3: has his big smoker.
1: We have our um, little Weber grill, our charcoal grill, which is perfect. And then we have our gas grill which is perfect for weeknights when you don't have time yeah. for anything else. And it sits right on our deck, right outside of our kitchen. And we can walk out there and fire up the grill and cook a protein. We cook pork chops uh, a couple nights ago, um, fish, steaks, whatever you name it. We grill it. And, uh, and just something simple to go with it, like a sweet potato, baked sweet potato, or salad, or some.
2: Yes, our, our meals at home are pretty simple.
1: They're pretty too. simple, you know, because we don't we don't want to involve a lot of time in it because we're we're short on time when yeah. we get home anyway. <clears throat> Plus, you've
2: already cooked all day.
1: We have, and uh, but we want something fresh and something good, you know. Yeah.
2: We've we've recently we've had it for a while. We finally got installed. So we have a big pizza oven, like a cool on our oh, day. Yeah. Oh, really? We're by, yeah, I, I'm wanting to have when I get it dialed in. I got my dough still working because I, you know, I'm not. It's good, but it ain't great. So when it gets great, I'm gonna have a, a pretty sizable thump and like advise people over and we're gonna have, we're gonna have That's some beers awesome. and do some pieces. So we don't have to come for that, and uh, we're gonna throw down because that I means cheap. And we
1: tested it out the other day. And We um, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, we well, we cooked a whole flounder clound- the in there.
2: That
3: was cool.
1: Yeah, we did it kind of Asian style with that, like, Korean barbecue sauce he'd been playing around with. We just poured some of that on the top of it and sliced, you know, whole flounder in there, cut it up, and, man, it was so good. It was so good. Our girls were like, this is
3: awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We love
1: this pizza. And then we rolled out dough and made, like, three different kinds of pizza, and we had a good day. It was fun.
0: As innovative as you are with your menu, I can imagine what you are going to try on some pizza. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I mean, it's
2: just—I've always wanted one. And we got this ridiculous deal in it, and um, and it's like wood gas, charcoal. It does everything, and so yeah, it's that's cool. awesome. It's cool. We're going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm planning Easter around that oven. Like we're going to cook everything. We're going to cook for Easter in that oven. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome.
1: And we love to cook for um, the girls. His girls come. You know, they're with us every other weekend, and they love. To eat they love food about as much as we do <laughs> all different kinds of food so we cook a lot for them on the weekends and we we kind of you know have a little bit bigger menu then yeah. than we do during the week but uh, we cook a lot of deer meat for them to be honest uh, you know we both hunt and uh, that's one of our favorite meals with the girls i asked them a couple years ago i was like what do you want for your birthday meal I want you to fry some deer meat. And I was like, I can handle that. You can't beat that. No. Get <laughs> all Southern sides. Yeah. And mashed potatoes and okay. okra, fried okra and fresh cornbread. Can't beat that.
0: Awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. No, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's we been fun. It. We, we hope to do it again. You know, I, I'm going to like bolster the restaurant scene as much as I can on this show. We appreciate uh, it. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm a huge fan of you yours y'all's place, obviously. And a bunch of people are. And when I, I don't, I don't try to give out too many spoilers as to who's coming over, just because it's a, you know a few months in advance before sure. the re- episode releases. So they're like, oh, that's badass. Yeah. They're like, that's gonna be awesome. And I was like, yeah, I know, like I was like fangirling over. I was like, Greg and Lindsay are coming over. Oh, <laughs> well, we
3: appreciate.
0: I'm it. glad. To, I'm thankful for what you guys do, man. Oh, we you, appreciate the it. way you build a community because you give me a place to take my family. You give me a place to take my friends from out of town. Amongst other places, you know, sure. I'm not yeah, gonna sure. like single out anybody else right now, but
2: well, sure. No, but there's good food in <clears throat> town, you know, there's, there's, yeah. It's changing, it's getting better by the day, it's growing, it's yeah. crazy. It
0: is, you know, green top. and green top came to Jasper, you know, I'm a Dora boy, yeah. so yeah. when green top came to Jasper, I was like, oh, I don't have to drive all the way home exactly. anymore to that's get right. it, <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, so that's something to be proud of. I'm, I'm glad you guys are flourishing, Thank you, you know, and uh, hope many more years of success
3: we hope so too
0: hopefully i mean maybe i'll be in the dirt before blackrock closes I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know
1: about that we'll, yeah we might be in the dirt with yeah. you if that's the case
0: but uh i do a i do a segment called the last shots since there's two of you we'll probably go for a minute just so each of you can get a good answer in and uh all i do is ask quick question quick there some of them are hard questions it's gonna It's i, I try to throw you off Oh,
3: great. <laughs> I always
0: tell everybody, if you win, you get nothing. If you lose, you get nothing. Other than a thank you for coming on. Right. So, both of you, feel free to answer. Please answer. Let us know who. Let, give us a little more insight as to who Greg and Lindsey Kilgore are. Okay. Instead of just seeing you behind the
3: sure yeah.
0: cooking stations all the time. Are you ready? Favorite restaurant in all of Alabama?
2: Red Pearl.
1: Oh, gosh. Um. Mm, I really like El Barrio. I, El Barrio, for sure.
0: Best concert you've ever been to,
1: Jason Isbell at the Red Rocks. Jason Isbell downtown Jasper. Favorite, oh gosh, yes.
0: Favorite fishing spot,
2: the beach. Uh, February catch a
1: them. I would have to say the beach too, because we've caught some incredible fish. We um, also went on a trip in Florida that was mm-hmm. like low Florida that was great.
0: Favorite hobby outside of cooking, fishing. Nice. <laughs> favorite sports team. Oh, thank God, Split House. (laughs) And then, final question. This is a tough one. You're on death row. What's the last meal?
1: Oh, I already know this. We talk about it. Really? I've even asked my kids this question. Uh, No, ribeye, grilled ribeye. Actually, I want to start with charred grilled oysters. And then I want a grilled ribeye. And then I want Greg's uh, mom's mashed potatoes with it. And a big old piece of garlic bread. (laughs) And probably blackberry cobbler for dessert. I'm going to go Keelan pile of dessert and definitely a Budweiser.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah, i got to have
3: a
1: beer.
0: And that's the end of the last shots. Folks, these, this has been a fun interview for me. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I want to thank you guys again for coming on. Tell us real quick if you have any social media to where they can find you at.
1: Um, we have Black Rock Bistro on Facebook. Um, just hit us up. Now, there is two pages for some reason Facebook generated us one um, the one that you know my husband posts on all the time and it's the main one that ha- has the most members people follow the most so um, we do not have a website we just strictly use Facebook but we post all of our uh, menus on there daily specials uh, dinner specials every week and full menus as well
2: I'll give you one little tidbit of awesomeness before we leave since this is our 15th year no one knows about this but like us and maybe five other people we're gonna throw like a 15 year anniversary bash. It's in the makes like very beginning, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm pretty well known to throw a party. <laughs>
3: we're gonna
2: we're gonna throw one heck of a party. Awesome. Okay, it's yes. gonna be legit. Yeah. so he was gonna hear it here first. So
0: awesome. Yeah. All right.
1: So it'll be in the fall. Okay. We're not sure when yet. We yeah. gotta figure out when Alabama and Auburn are playing. Yeah. Know, so we, we don't want to mess up that. You so.
0: don't plan special events or weddings no. during football season. No, real easily not. do. You? <laughs>
1: not in this state, you don't.
0: All right, so guys once again this is Greg and Lindsay Kilgore they own and operate Black Rock Bistro if you're in Jasper give them a shot give our other restaurants a shot they have amazing food it's different it's awesome they've been trained by some of the best if you don't know who Frank Stitt is you need to touch up on your Alabama restaurant culture but once again go talk to somebody different than you open a jar and pass it around Y'all take care and we will see you next time.